Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Billboard's Senior Director of Charts. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. Hello, Katie. Are you ready for the big game on Sunday? You know, I am. It's right here in Los Angeles this year. Like, are you, it's in our are backyard. Are you going to the game? Are you going no, to the Super Bowl? absolutely oh, no. not. I will be on a laptop covering it like I do every single year, unless some last-minute invite comes my way. <laughs> do do we have anyone? We must have someone from Billboard we going, do. right? <gasps> I don't know if I like probably should blow say. up her spot, but yeah, we do have someone inside. We will have an article from inside. Amazing. Um inside perspective. So yeah, uh stay tuned for that. Wow, maybe is this person embedded with the halftime show? No. Shoot. Sorry, don't get excited. This person is literally just the luckiest person in the world and gets to sit in a seat at the Super Bowl. That's well, that's pretty freaking amazing. So, yes, yeah. I agree. Well, um, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop and sometimes football on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, the Encanto soundtrack continues to rule both the Billboard 200 Albums chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart. Meanwhile, Britney Spears, the princess of pop, returns to the pop airplay chart for the first time since 2017, thanks to a surprising mashup of one of her classic hits with another older chart hit that's not by Britney. Don't worry, we'll explain all this in just a second. I, too, am intrigued. Uh, also on the show, the Super Bowl halftime show is this Sunday, headlined by Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. So which songs might we hear from this all-star lineup? What surprises might be in store? And could a holographic Tupac materialize at the show? Who knows? We'll debate all this and more in just a moment. Plus, we'll review the just-announced Academy Awards nominations for Best Original Song and Score. We went into depth last week about it, and now we'll talk about who of those shortlisted talents have nominations. Did any of our predictions come true? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. Alrighty, let's do the chart chat. Uh, first up, Disney's Encanto continues to enchant the charts. 
As the soundtrack spins a fourth non-consecutive week at number one on the Billboard 200 chart while its hit single, We Don't Talk About Bruno, continues to hold atop the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart for a second week. If Encanto spins a fifth week at number one, it will have the most weeks atop the list all by itself for any soundtrack since Disney's own Frozen ruled for 13 weeks in 2014. Right now, Encanto has four weeks, which is also the same number of weeks as Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's A Star Is Born. Mm. Uh, So that was the last album with as many as four. Before that, if we get to five, then it's, you know, Disney meets Disney on the charts. Yeah. And um, we'll see how this week shakes out. I don't have any magical forecasts at this point. Just tune in to uh, uh, my chart update on Sunday. on Billboard.com. Uh, or this very podcast next week. Yeah, if you just listen to the podcast, just stick with the podcast. We'll, we'll let tell you, you about it we'll all We'll let next you week. know it all. Um, elsewhere on the charts, Britney Spears makes a surprising return to the pop airplay chart with Toxic Pony, a track that mashes up her 2004 number one pop airplay hit, Toxic, with Genuine's 1996 number one hot R&B hip-hop songs hit, Pony. The new mashup debuts at number 40 and is credited to the twin DJs Altego and Britney Spears and Genuine. And it originates, of course, from a track that went viral on TikTok, as they all do. Shut it down. The uh, tune was released via Spears' record label, RCA Records, so it's a proper official release now. And with Toxic Pony's debut on Pop Airplay, it's Spears' first entry on the list since Slumber Party with Tanache, featuring Tanache. I believe it's featuring Tanache. I'll check on that in a second. Debuted in December of 2016, later peaking at number 27 in January of 2017. In total, Toxic Pony is Britney's 36th hit on the pop airplay chart. As for Genuine, this is his fifth entry on the list and first since 2003's Hell Yeah, featuring Baby, reached number 12. And this is the first entry for the DJ, twin DJs, Altego. I love uh, the idea of mashing these two songs up because those are two of the most like iconic productions in pop in the last, you know, 30 years. Like, why not? It's, it's a hit. You put those two together, that's a hit. Yeah, I, 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 I was going to add it in here, but then um, I, 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 I didn't. But I'm kind of curious. Um, Pony later was resuscitated thanks to, of course, Magic the Mike, iconic Magic Mike film, um, it, which I think there's probably a lot more younger people today that know Pony because of Magic Mike. Mm. Um, Katie, complete aside, since mm-hmm. you have seen Magic Mike mm-hmm. live, mm-hmm. did they do Pony at live at the show? I'm pretty sure they did, but I wouldn't like stake my life on it. It just feels like, of course, they must have. Right. But it's, you know, we're talking about four and a half years ago now that I saw it. How you don't have Almost every one of those years. performances burned in your brain is beyond me. I'll tell you the one I remember and will never forget it was set to Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Oh, and that's wait, that it? crazy acrobatic one. Yeah. The one where the, 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 the guy and the woman and they're on harnesses uh, and they fly yeah. into the air and someone's yeah. pants come off. and it- So if you're wondering if Closer by Nine Inch Nails is in the show, the answer is yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I look forward to hearing or seeing Toxic Pony perhaps integrated into the Magic Mike Live show. That's a great idea that they should be working on right now. The 94th Academy Award nominations were announced 
earlier today, Tuesday, February 8th. And The Power of the Dog and Dune took home the most nominations with 12 and 10, respectively. And the nominees for Best Picture are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, Licorice Pizza, King Richard, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Hey, a musical in the mix. Um, Also, Uh, I I want to note, it's worth noting that a previous two-time nominee and winner for Best Original Song, Lady Gaga, a friend of the podcast, Lady Gaga, um, did not feature in the nominations this year, though many Oscarologists were predicting that the Billboard chart topper would score a nom for Best Actress for House of Gucci. Yeah, I'm I'm bummed about that. Uh, I'm bummed about that. But I had, I had a sneaking feeling that it wasn't going to happen. I had a sneaking. But Kristen feeling. Stewart is nominated for an Oscar now. There you go. Holy, yeah, holy hell. So let's talk about the two categories that Billboard cares about the most, which of course are best original song and best original score. On last week's episode of the Pop Shop, we discussed the likely nominees for each category, and Billboard's awards editor Paul Grine helpfully shared his predictions with us for what he thought were the most likely nominees. So, how did Billboard do in forecasting? Keith, tell us what we where we landed on best original score. All right, so the nominees are Don't Look Up, that's by Nicholas Bertel, Dune, Hans Zimmer, Encanto, Jermaine Franco, Parallel Mothers by Alberto Iglesias, and The Power of the Dog by Johnny Greenwood. Um, okay, so where what is the disconnect here? What did what did we get right? What or I should say, what did Paul get Paul, right? Let's blame Paul. It's all Paul's fault. <laughs> Not so, blame, let's give him credit. <laughs> so Paul thought the must for this category were The Power of the Dog, which he got right. Dune, he got right. Don't look up. He got right. The only must that he had, I believe, that was not a nominee was the French Dispatch of the Liberty Kansas Evening Sun. But he said what will probably round out the field was Encanto. So he got that one. And then he had in the other strong scores bucket was Parallel Mothers. So clearly to him, Parallel Mothers is kind of like the surprise in this category. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, so sorry to the French Dispatch, but uh, pretty great job, Paul. Like... Four out of five. Okay, so we should move on to the best original song. Um, I will read these nominees. We have Be Alive from King Richard, music and lyrics by Dixon and Beyonce. We have Dos Oroguitas from Encanto, music and lyrics by Lynn manuel Miranda, friend of the podcast. Down to July from Belfast, music and lyrics by Van Morrison. No Time to Die from No Time to Die, music and lyrics by... Billie Eilish and Phineas. Somehow You Do from Four Good Days, which, oh man, there she is, Diane Warren. Music and lyrics by Diane Warren. Friend of the podcast, Diane Warren. That's a star-studded category right there. Uh, Keith, talk to me about what Paul predicted and and what came true. All right, so Paul Paul had in his musts, he got No Time to Die and Dos Orguitas. I think those were the only two that he thought were musts. Yeah, and they were. In his probabilities category, he had Be Alive, plus two other songs, Here I Am, Sing My Way Home, from um, Respect, that was the Jay Hutt and Carol King, Jamie Alexander Hartman song, and Guns Go Bang, and that was the Kid Cudi, James Samuel, Jay-Z song from The Harder They Fall. So we didn't have the Jay-Z versus Beyonce married couple t- nominated together scenario that Jay's just going to have to be the plus one that night, it sounds like. He'll be okay. <laughs> I think um, he'll be okay. He did have, um, in his category of, he categorized it as, that means these strong entries will be squeezed out. 
down to Joy, the Van Morrison track. So he didn't think that that was a lock. And then he just had in his also shortlisted bucket the Diane Warren track, Somehow You Do. So clearly, Somehow You Do was the, how this, where, who, okay, great. But uh, but have we all not learned to never Diane count out Warren. Diane Warren? Also a past podcast guest. We This is actually, we've had a lot of these people on the podcast. That's fun. We, I mean, by a lot, I mean Lin-Manuel and Diane Warren. <laughs> and Phineas. Is, and Phineas. Okay, good. Thank you. I'm like, wait a second. Did we have a lot? <laughs> we have. Yeah, we uh, have. Well, the Oscars are going to be airing March 27th. So, yes, next month. Uh, and then that's the week before the Grammys on April 3rd. So award season is officially taking a little shift this year, like many other things have in, in the era of COVID. So if tune any, in. If either of these two ever actually happen. Sure. <laughs> It'll happen March 27th. We will. And we'll we'll talk more about the Oscars leading up and maybe we'll get Paul in the mix again to, to see his predictions for who will win in these two billboard favorite categories. Well, now it's time to talk about the Super Bowl, which is this Sunday, February 13th. And we have not just one, not two, not three, not four, but five headliners for the halftime show. And what a lineup it is. We have Dr. Dre leading the way, which I mean, it's Los Angeles. So this just makes all the sense in the world. Joined by, of course, Snoop Dogg. And then we have Eminem, Mary J. Blige and Kendrick Lamar. I, I honestly, I just can't. It's just, it's like, you know, God, I like Maroon 5, by the way, but like, God bless Maroon 5 had the show basically to themselves. Big Boy and Travis Scott showed up and it's like Maroon 5 were the headliners. And now we have these five all together at once. Like, what did we do to deserve this? It doesn't, it doesn't, it's just, it's, (laughs) it's like when, when this was announced, I'm like, okay, this, they can't possibly just give them only the standard 12 minutes for the halftime performance. It has to be more, because how in the world are you going to have these five? Uh, arguably, all five of these people could headline the show on their own. Oh, yes. They'd all fill the 12 minutes very easily. Incredibly easy. So I'm like, yes. how in the world do you possibly squeeze them together? Anyway, we're going to get there in a second. But uh, Yes. Yeah, There's as I mentioned, nuts and bolts. It's, right, it's right here in L.A. The big game is going to be at SoFi Stadium for the first time, uh, which is technically in Inglewood. Um, right down the street from my house, everybody. It's just I hear, right I, there. I hear um, Inglewood's always up to no good. I've heard that, but I feel like uh, they got SoFi Stadium. They're pretty fancy now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're up to no good anymore. <laughs> and while we are focused on the musical entertainment, there is, of course, also a football game that will be played, too, where the Los Angeles Rams will face off against the Cincinnati Bengals for the NFL championship. Uh, yeah. And the Rams are in it, too. It's an L.A. Super Bowl with an L.A. team that we didn't have until a few years ago in a stadium we didn't have until last year. It's all it's all scripted. It's a it's a Hollywood movie right here in Los Angeles. It's 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 just it's it's ridiculous how fortuitous it is that this stadium that didn't exist until last year with a team that wasn't playing in Los Angeles until a few years ago yep. with a Super Bowl that just happens to be in the city at the stadium with this team. Well, let me just say on a personal note, Matthew Stafford, who is the quarterback of the Rams, came from the Detroit Lions just never had any luck there. He got them to like one playoff game and didn't even win that one playoff game. He's always been very good, but just never. He's just stuck in Detroit. Team is rough. So meanwhile, I've got a Detroit Lions quarterback playing at the Super Bowl where Eminem is headlining. I am very excited as a Michigan girl about all of that as well. Just that was a complete aside. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, by the way, it's the LA Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Did we mention yes, that? Yes, I did yeah. say that. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's some sports happening, but really <laughs> it, it's about it's about the event that's sort of sandwiched between the, the the sport ball. When it comes to Billboard, yes, we we are all about the halftime show. So we thought we'd kind of break this down to five burning questions, which we like to do that on Billboard as well, uh, and and look take a closer look at this halftime. So for our five burning questions about our five halftime performers and only 12 minutes in this show, how in the world are they going to squeeze in all the essential hits and moments of these legendary performers? Okay, here's my answer. Medleys, medleys, medleys. Uh, yeah, snippets, I was going to say that. Snippets, snippets. Here's the answer. They won't. They, won't. <laughs> they, they can't possibly. They can't. <laughs> like, we're, we're going to get, like, 30 seconds of a song, 40 seconds of a song, a lot of, like, segues into other songs, collaborations, maybe, like, you know... Mary comes in and sings the hook on someone else's song, so that way she can be integrated into other tracks. Totally, totally. I don't know. Anyone who's got a sung hook, Mary's coming in and taking care of that, 100%. We're here for it. Yes. Um, So on that note, question number two is, what songs are a must for each of these five artists? I have so many thoughts about this. Okay. Should we just start, like, the list in order of what we have here? Like, we've got Dr. Dre up top. Let's start with Dr. Dre. Okay. I mean, you, you want to have a Super Bowl halftime show that is something that the entire world and all of America can like immediately know. They know these songs. They know these hits. It has to be super familiar things, basically. Yes. Yeah. So I'm thinking because the big game is in California, it is in Los Angeles, it is in Inglewood. Yeah, I think you start with California Love, which immediately Ooh, start hits, with California Love. Start with California Love because the the first words you hear are California Love, yeah. and the first verse is Dre. Now let me welcome everybody to the Wild Wild West. Yeah, Boom, welcome. fireworks yeah. go off. Mm-hmm. See, I I definitely think California Love is also a must, which is it's interesting because that's technically a Tupac song, no longer with us, but Dr. Dre did the production and obviously has a verse on it. it and it's so, two, it's Tupac featuring Dr. Dre, so yes. it counts. It counts. But also I was thinking that it it finishes the halftime because it just Okay. You know, so but we're agree- in agreement that it, it needs to be, to be one of the bookends of yes. the halftime show. And then also on the Dr. Dre front, the two other songs that come to mind, and there's lots of them, but the two others that come to mind are the two songs from the Chronic 2001, which are uh, Forgot About Dre and Still D.R.E. Both of those, Dre right there in the title. <laughs> Forgot About Dre is with Eminem. He does the chorus on that one. Still right. D.R.E. has Snoop in it. So it's like you have both of those elements in the I mix. guess we just forget about Nothing But a G Thing, which has Snoop on it as well. Well, of course there's that, but I figured we'd save that for the Snoop Dogg section. Oh, okay, fine. (laughs) I'm still talking about Dr. Dre. Okay, so we've got Dre. Let's do Snoop. Snoop, yeah, and you uh, you said it. Nothing but a G thing has to be there, right? Right? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so. I think I think the the thing is, I think whatever Snoop does will most likely be songs that were with Dre. Yeah. Like, unless he... Oh, there's one exception to that rule, though. Gin and Juice? No. His one... Because I think Gin and Juice was produced by Dre, was it not? I mean, it was produced, but I don't think he has a verse on it. But, no, he doesn't. But, um, in my mind... Drop It Like It's Hot? 
Yeah, but it's a Pharrell production, to your point. So it does not bring in Dr. Dre. But I feel like we mentioned a lot of the Snoop important moments. So uh, Eminem is next uh, up. And in, in my for me, like, again, this is going to be me talking about being from Michigan all the time. But like Lose Yourself is yes. not only an incredible song, but it's also inspirational. It's used for sporting events all the time. It's like the perfect Super Bowl moment. So, see, I thought that that would like end the set list. Mm. Because it's such like this triumphant finale but a, moment. But that's such a, it's an Eminem song it's, though. And it, to me, so Dr. Eminem Dre specific. is yeah, like you want all the, of them together. Yeah. Like I I know it's five co-headliners, but we all understand that like Dr. Dre put this crew together and he's kind of running the show, you know? I yeah. think. Well, I you have to do you have to do lose yourself somehow. Yes. Um I think at that point you're like, all right, so do we do like I mean Will the Are, real you, Slim Shady please stand up? Yeah, it's like, do you like do the real Slim Shady or just lose it? Or, but I think or it my has name to be, is. I think it's probably my name is, and and, and or the real Slim Shady. I like think it's that the real Slim and Shady. Lose yourself. Probably it's those it's those two songs like Lose yeah. Yourself and Real Slim Shady. Yeah, just by the way, Justice for Not Afraid, Love Not Afraid, but it's like it's the little brother of Lose Yourself. So obviously, Lose Yourself wins that battle of like triumphant Eminem jock jams. <laughs> so so somehow they're going to work in Forgot About Dre and Lose Yourself <laughs> and The Real Slim Shady. So that means there's not enough room for Crack a Bottle, right? Oh, there's definitely not a, not any room. And 50 Cent's not showing up anyway. <laughs> Actually, 50 Cent got really, he got kind of left out of this mix, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Did just he get saying. left out or just was he not invited? I don't know. Uh, fair. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that the same thing? <laughs> Mary, let's move on to Mary. Let's move on to Mary J. Blige. Family affair. Family affair. <laughs> I mean, print it. Fa- family affair, <laughs> and I I vote for real love. Oh, I love that idea. Like, I, you don't you're not doing a ballad. You're doing no. like you're doing you're doing something up tempo to keep people going. So I think you have to do family affair and real love. I think those and are the I two I also musts. think that she is truly there as like the singer. She is the singer of the show. So I think she's going to show up a lot more than we might expect because we're going to be like, oh, right, there's a sung part there. And, and not to get ahead of ourselves, but but moving to Kendrick, you know, his one of his biggest hits is All the Stars with SZA. Oh. So again, there's a possible great Mary showcase, right? Okay, so All the Stars and Humble? Is that yes, what it's a yeah. humble all day, all okay, day. Do we, do we write all these down? <laughs> yeah, we're, I feel like I already feel more confident about these predictions than our Oscar predictions last week. <laughs> I mean, now, is it actually possible? Also, those Oscar predictions weren't ours. They were Paul's. So right. we're blaming him. <laughs> um, um, I think I think there's a way to you could probably get like maybe eight songs in there if you're doing like maybe 40 seconds a piece or something well but and that's almost not fair because then each person isn't getting two but there's overlap so to your point if you do those eight songs but in within those eight songs dre and snoop are both on one eminem and uh dre are on one mary singing a hook for somebody else maybe it's more like seven and it's a lose yourself forgot about dre family affair uh humble um uh, drop it like it's hot. Oh God, we're running out. Not, how are they doing this? Well, and so we said, so drop it like it's hot and humble and lose yourself and family affair. Those are solo moments entirely. There's no collaboration involved in those ones. Those are solo showcases for the people who performed those songs. 
So there's yeah. also that. Whereas like there's not the collaborative spirit among yeah, them. Yeah, remember remember th- this 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 five five way thing reminds me of when MTV was producing the halftime shows and it was Aerosmith and Sync, Britney Spears, Spears Nelly, M- Nelly and Mary J Blige. Yeah. All somehow smashed in together. That was one year, and then there was another one that was like Kid Rock and a mess of other people. It's I this immediately brought to mind those, and I loved those. They, those were chaotic and amazing. So chaotic, <laughs> but I think I think the difference. Yes, because who who didn't live for like Mary, Steven Tyler, Brittany, and Justin all like doing like a weird like dance at the end to, and yeah. to walk this way. Yeah, I think this will be different though because these these. Most of these individuals have kind of like established hits together and a working relationship together. So yeah. for all we know, all of them will be on stage together at the same time interacting. This, this is a great uh, move to our number three question, which is we just named so many hits that they have to squeeze into. But number three question is, are we expecting any new material? And I kind I, of am. Well, the, the main one I think people are expecting is Kendrick. Because it's been so long since we've gotten new f- anything from him, and there's rumors, rumblings about Friday, and and that's Mer- that's what uh, Beyonce did the year that Bruno Mars headlined. She released Formation on a Friday and performed it on Super Bowl Sunday with uh with Bruno. It was like also, that move that quick. And and Mary has a new album that's on the way. It's available for pre order now. There you go. So does this mean there's like. Wait, is, when Kendrick? is her album? Oh, it's just pre-order. We don't know the date yet. It, no, no, no. We know the date. Oh, uh, it's on iTunes. I'm sure. So you, can you find think it really quick. a possible new song from her on Friday too? This could be really likely. I, I, I yeah. don't know. It could. I mean, it would make sense. I mean, generally speaking, when you have one artist and it's and they're headlining the Super Bowl and they're like they use it to, as a platform to launch something like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not all the time. But like I remember when Madonna did the Super Bowl 10 years ago, she did. She released a new single like the Friday before the Super Bowl and performed it on the Super Bowl. Was Give Me All Your Love and released that early or quickly before the Super Bowl? Oh, I yeah, it was released that. on the Friday before. That's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, so the answer is, prob- is probably, and therefore more time has to give to any new material as well. <sighs> do you think Do you think there's any possibility that somehow they give them like a, an extra minute or something? Is there any way there's more time that can be allotted to them? I don't think that's how things work. <laughs> like, I literally think there's like a, an exact science with the TV and with the game that cannot be messed with it's you literally have halftime you have 30 minutes right and it's like and not only it's not just about the actual time of halftime and 30 it's not 30 minutes that's longer than it is but you have the like you know set up your stage and get it out of there for the football game that's going on yeah like you got to get your production out of the way too if if ever anyone listening go to youtube and google to see to there's lots of videos of of um, people that were at the super bowl taking videos of stages being built Mm. it is a marvel how like hundreds of people run in pushing pieces of of stage to assemble them all together like in three minutes Mm -hmm. and then suddenly you have this magically light up stage with a bunch of moving elevators and parts and then they disassemble them all like in a minute and a half and run them all off before the football team returns um, okay, okay, question so number four. Fourth question. Is there time for surprise guests, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I mean, 
In theory, sure. I mean, there have been surprise guests in the past when like the Red Hot Chili Peppers show up for Bruno Mars and and um, other surprise guests have materialized. Like maybe there's room for like a surprise guitarist. Chili Peppers were not actually a surprise. They, oh, they announced them ahead of time. There have been, I feel like there have been legitimate surprises, but I don't know what they were. Katy Perry shows up and they do California. No. Oh, and did I say formation was with Bruno? Formation was the Coldplay year, right? It was well, when Bru- Coldplay were headlining and Bruno showed up to do Uptown Funk on Coldplay's show. And also Beyonce, Beyonce. It was, was there really the too. Cold, it was Coldplay's yeah. show and Sorry, Beyonce and Bruno were special Everybody guests. 10 minutes ago, I totally misspoke and said that it was Bruno's halftime, but it was See, Coldplay's halftime. But, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, could there be room for special guests? Sure. Yeah. And they get like 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, yeah. So, so maybe not. Um, hey, question, there's Warren G. <laughs> and then there he goes. <laughs> and question five. Yes. Uh, okay. Hol- we kind of hinted to this one. Yeah. Uh, could a holographic Tupac materialize as he's done in the past with Dre and Snoop at Coachella? Yes. The answer is yes. yes because if, especially if they're starting or ending with California Love, that's Tupac's song. So, and by the way, this hologram already exists. <laughs> like, it exists. So it, they just have to pull it out of, uh, you know, the mothballs and, and dust it off and get it get it going again. But um, on top of that, it, it makes me think about, um, like, when it was in Minneapolis and they did a uh, tribute to Prince uh, when Justin Timberlake was the performer. And there was rumblings about a hologram. People freaked out. And then it ended up just being a projection on, a, like, a floor purple you know sheet or whatever so um but they they paid that tribute um and so you've got california love you've got tupac maybe there's some sort of tribute or wink to tupac that isn't a hologram potentially too yeah a nod to tupac nod yeah like a video image or something because i it I know it's like it's a Dre song too. like Dre is involved, but it's a Tupac song first and foremost. And get out the auto tune for Mary on that chorus. (laughs) Mary is playing the uh, what is it? The vocoder vocoder. (laughs) Lord. All right. Well, we'll we'll see if if any of this possibly pans out or comes true on Sunday. Um, We will see. All right. Now it's time for the chart stat of the week. This week in 1986, the Chicago Bears Shuffling Crew shuffled their way to number 41 on the Billboard Hot 100 with the funky novelty hip hop sure <laughs> uh, single, The Super Bowl Shuffle. There is rapping in it. Yes. Yeah, they're they're pretty much (laughs) rapping. Uh, The song, which is a true pop culture moment, if ever there was one, uh, was released in December of 1985, a few weeks before the Bears would go on to win the big game on January 26, 1986. Uh, Some of the lyrics, I believe that the first line of the song is, we are the Bears shuffling crew, shuffling on down, doing it for you. We're so bad, we know we're good. Blowing your mind like you knew we would. Oh, sorry. Like we knew we would. (laughs) Um, And by the way, we're not here to start no trouble, they say. We're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. That's right. These are some 
elementary school talent show level lyrics. <laughs> Anyone watching this music video today oh, would man. be like, Lord. What is happening? Why did anyone greenlight this thing? These are professional athletes. <laughs> These are elite athletes doing this. Uh. Um, all clearly had some sort of like, uh, I'm sure a lot of them, uh, to, to be fair, uh, this song was uh, released as a charity single. And okay, then we should stop mocking it. Yes, well, <laughs> I think it's fair to kind of mock. Yeah, poke fun. It's such a good, it's such a time capsule. It's a beautiful time like, capsule. Wait, we're, we're like backing it up. It's a time capsule. It's such a, it's a scintillating moment. It's, it's a nostalgic. It's nostalgic. <laughs> well, um, the track would eventually peak at number 41 on the Billboard Hot 100, dated February 8th, 1986, and unbelievably get a Grammy Award nomination for Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group. <laughs> no, it didn't, Keith. It absolutely did. Uh, I'm. I'm not gonna. I, I, it did not win. <laughs> okay. Uh, it lost to Prince and the Revolution's "Kiss," as it should have. <laughs> How in the world did this get nominated for that a Grammy? Is so wild. Well, despite what Billboard later described in 1987 as "quote the deafening musical insignificance of the record," uh, the single and its accompanying home video release eventually generated over $300,000 for the Chicago Community Trust. Uh, and, and money from the trust went on to help needy families in, in Chicago. After all, as the lyrics note, quote, we're not doing this because we're greedy. The bears are doing it to feed the needy. All right. It's all for a good cause, y'all. All for a good cause. So there you have it. This week in 1986, the Super Bowl shuffle reached number 41 on the Hot 100 chart. We are the bears. Hey, we've reached the end of our big shuffling show. <laughs> um, what is your favorite halftime performance, Katie? Oh, wow. Um, man, oh, man. Prince was a pretty good. I mean, like, I don't know if you can touch the Prince halftime. I remember watching it live and being stunned when he started performing a Foo Fighters cover. Oh, I the know. Best, best of, you. of Best of You. And I and and then finding out that Dave Grohl was just as stunned as you and me. He didn't know ahead of time. And he saw that live and was like, is Prince singing my goddamn song right now? And yes, Prince was. Prince. How insane uh, is that? Prince apparently not a stickler for getting rights to perform a song live <laughs> on TV from anyone. <laughs> It's funny, Prince is kind of a stickler about his own music being He's covered. Like, they'll just forgive it once it's it's out there. <laughs> um, I, I I will say if we set aside Madonna, just on a personal level. On, yeah, on a personal level, because yeah. you know people might think it's weird if I don't name her. But I'm like, sure. I I will say that I think Lady Gaga. Oh, probably has the best one. I mean, Prince is up there too. Madonna is, of course, amazing, but I think as a whole, I mean, I'm going to nitpick. There are problems, I think, that with Madonna's halftime show. Some sure. of it doesn't age very well. Like, I don't, LMFAO, I don't know. <laughs> but Lady Gaga, that whole thing, mm. start to finish. I mean, she caught that football. Like, let's just, I mean, that alone. 
I mean, the fact that it's it's just the whole thing from start to finish is just nonstop. Yeah, like, amazing. And if um, if anyone has not seen it yet, go watch the Prince like making of that Super Bowl halftime. There's like a great. I think it's a. I like an ESPN little short film about it. And it talks about how it literally started raining during purple rain while he was performing as if like somebody, you know, scripted it. And yet it just, you know, it was the sky. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Prince often, you know, communicated with higher powers. I have so. no doubt. Yeah. His third eye made it rain. That's what happened. <laughs> okay. So what song should we go out on? Something from Prince, perhaps? I don't well, know. Do you think we can we go out on Prince doing the best of you? If I can find it, I will. If we have the rights to play it? <laughs> sure. Hopefully no one will, again, like we suggested last week, send us a takedown notice. Yay. <laughs> um, all right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.